Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. More and more of our neighbors are struggling with the trauma of COVID-19 and the stress of everyday tasks. Life is hard. It's harder on drugs. On average, 130 people die every day from opioid overdose. Addiction is a common and treatable disease and affects people of all ages and all walks of life. Reach out and join the thousands of Virginians that have successfully recovered at off-opioids.org. And remember, the Harrisonburg-Rockingham Community Services Board is here to help. Orlando, guess what? Challenge Mania is coming to you live on Saturday, June 30th at the Challenge Throwdown event. Wait, don't you mean before the Challenge Throwdown event? No. After? Nope. At the Challenge Throwdown event. Derek and I will be emceeing the entire event and we'll be bringing cast members out, introducing them to you guys and doing live interviews with them on stage throughout the day. And the best part, the ticket price remains the same. You get a Challenge Throwdown and a Challenge Mania Live for the price of one ticket. Head to challengethrowdown.com slash events or challengemania.live to go right to the ticket page today. That's Saturday, June 30th in Orlando, Florida. I'll be there. I'm coming to get some D. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here for another edition of Challenge Mania, but you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now, it's your favorite Disney character, as he likes to call them, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? The main question is, I want to know how at the uh, Challenge Throwdown in Orlando, I'm going to be the comic book Derek, okay? And then the the, uh, the, the, the Challenge Derek on the left. Is that the same guy? Are they two different people? Is uh, Tony Stark going to have my uh, costume ready or my suit ready for this um, before know. we get there? Like, what's going on? What's going on, Tony Stark? What's going on? What is it? We'll have to ask Tony Stark. I know you like to make that, that analogy all the time that the challenge folks are like Disney characters. It's funny that uh, in a week on June 30th, the Disney characters are descending upon Orlando, which, of course, ironically, is where Disney characters permanently reside. Um, we're coming to the Howl at the Moon for the Challenge Throwdown event, and D and I are hosting that bad boy. We're going to be emceeing the whole event. We're going to be doing cast interviews all day from the party. It's going to be really fun. You guys might get a sneak peek of what happens, because unlike a Challenge Mania Live at like a theater or a comedy club, this is just a throwdown. And as you guys know from the throwdowns of the past, people have their cell phones out, they're taking videos, they're taking pictures so you might see a snippet or two of some of the interviews that we do up on stage it's going to be a lot of fun and our guest today is going to be there folks miss cara maria sorbello is back on the podcast today to discuss everything that has happened in her world and in the challenge world since she was on last and since she was on last she uh she was 
on Vendettas? How, how far did she get on Vendettas? Oh yeah, she won Vendettas. She was the solo Vendettas champion. She had a kind of a tough reunion on the trails of that Vendettas uh, championship that we'll get into. And then of course, made headlines, the rumor mills going nuts, the gossip blogs, her and Pauly Calafiore getting together on and off camera. We'll talk about that a little bit. And then we have the challenge, Final Reckoning coming up. The trailer is out. You guys know she's partnered with Marie. We'll speak about that as well. So a jam-packed interview with Cara coming at you. We don't want to take up too much of your time, but we do want to thank some of our new patrons over at patreon.com slash challengemania. You can also get there by going to challengemaniapodcast.com. New patrons, Tyrone Graham, Davey Camp, Cole Kozlowski, and April Joyner. Way to join her, April. We appreciate you guys. And just to let you know, there will be some bonus Car Maria content over at the Patreon this week. That's right. This interview is a long one. We go over 90 minutes with your girl, but there are some bonus questions that we saved for the Patreon. I know, right? How dirty. How dirty of us. Some bonus Car Maria content over at the Patreon. So head over there, challengemaniapodcast.com. We also do a lot of contests and a lot of fun other rewards over there for being a patron. So thank you all for that. D, before we get to our girl, do we have anything else we want to share? Whether you think of us as Disney characters or superheroes, we're going to be in Orlando at Howl at the Moon, June 30th, and uh, raising money for Medgift. So come hang out. Tickets available, orlandothrowdown.rocks, or you can go to challengemania.live. Spoiler alert, both of those will take you to the same ticket page because it's one ticket that gets you everything. Challenge Throwdown, meet the cast. Also, D&I hosting the event. It's going to be a fun day. Throwdownorlando.rocks or Challenge Mania Live. And if you want to rock some Cara Maria gear while you're there, in honor of Cara's appearance on the show today, there is free shipping over at the challengemania.shop on anything. doesn't have to be Cara gear. Anything over 45 bucks. The code is CARA8C5E61. That's right, folks. I wanted the catchiest code possible. No, I'm just kidding. We don't get to choose what the codes are over at the Threadless site. So CARA, C-A-R-A-8C5E61. That code will be posted on social media as well. And if you use that code, you get free shipping. That's right. On CARA gear, Challenge Mania gear, DKO gear, Mark Long gear, whatever you want. If you order today, it'll probably get to your place in time for the Challenge Throwdown event on June 30th in Orlando, Howl at the Moon. Tickets are going fast. Let's get to Cara, folks. This will be a good one. A lot of juicy stuff to get to. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, Cut the bullshit. Let's just get it. Boom. Cut the bullshit. Cut the bullshit and let's get it. That's a good way to start. Ladies and gentlemen. The people have questions. The people have questions and we're going to get to a lot of them. Ladies and gentlemen, we're joined again by Miss Cara Maria Calafiore. Have you formally changed your name yet? Oh my God. The shade right away. Just kidding. No, Cara Maria's back. How are you? That's not how I roll. Can I just start off by saying I'm a little nervous right now? Why? So what? Because we're talking to the reigning challenge champion of the world! <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I feel like it was never formally, like, really talked about. Only I know this and you know this. Because yeah. you left, you were gone um, yeah. on, on to another planet for another yeah. endeavor. 
um, with the, a bunch of other superheroes and villains. I was yeah. basically going. I mean, we can already say because the final reckoning's out, and I'm part of the cast, so sure. we could already we could already finally say that. But yeah, it was uh, the last thing I did was the last couple of days left on this planet. I was doing <laughs> the uh, the after show with Cam, so I, I didn't even see I didn't even see the episode where. It was a bunch of bad swimmers on one team. I think it was the Burger King treasure chest challenge episode. Uh, that's uh, when I that's when I was gone. I didn't see that one. I didn't see anything from then on. I haven't even watched the final. I mean, I lived it. I just don't know what was shown. Um, so. I, you know, it's funny. So a lot of people, I will be honest, when we announced you were appearing on the podcast this week, we had obviously a ton of people who were excited. But we had a few people who were like, come on, you've had her on so many times already. And my response to all of them in a very nice way was like, look, since she came on last, she uh, won the challenge. Uh, she yeah. got involved in something that was like the talk of the entire Internet about a week and a half ago. And she was just announced to be on the new season, uh, Challenge 32, The Final Reckoning, and is very prominent in the trailer over there as well. So we have a we have a total new crop of topics to go over with you. So to anyone who thinks we've uh, had you on a little bit too soon after the last <laughs> appearance, I beg to differ, my friends. You, you know, you don't have to acknowledge. You could just do what I do. I don't. You're never going to make anybody, everybody happy. So I just basically ignore ignore those people because you're just doing it for the people that are. Because I feel like what there's more people that are excited, right? Oh, for sure. So we're so yeah. we're doing it for them. Who cares about? Um, they, they, they don't well, have to listen. Well, I'm sure we've I'm sure we've all been down this road, and and, it, and it's been a growing experience to really know that you don't have to acknowledge, you know, you know the one or two people that have something negative to say. There's always um, going to be those people, so I, yeah. I just ignore them. Yeah, but like people like us, we like you try to perfect your craft, and and you try it for the first couple of times, and then you realize that you just you're never ever going to be able to please everybody. So Scott, you can't. Scott, without further ado. Share with these questions, brother. Let's here let's, she is. We've got <laughs> we've got a lot of topics that people want to cover. Some of these go all over the place, and we're definitely going to sprinkle those in. But the three main subjects that I alluded to yeah, are, let, are let me guess. Yeah, go. so so I want to go start with vendettas and put that to bed because for a lot of people, yes. it feels like it feels like vendettas was like three years ago for most of us. But for you, like you said, you left before it even aired. You didn't really get I to never bask. Got to live it. You didn't get to bask yeah. in the glory with all of us as we were, you yeah. know, using it as a marketing ploy to sell your T-shirts. So I mean, <laughs> I feel like I want to talk. about about, you know, going through that in the moment, you know, because we, we do, you know, sometimes have the luxury of having people on shortly after these things air. Obviously, this was a few months ago now. But talk about that final, winning the whole thing. Um, we've got a lot of questions about, you know, how you felt after your Vendetta's win, how your life has changed from Rhonda. Right. Talk us, let's go back to Vendetta's, where we left off with you, where you really come down the pipe there and hit your stride uh, in that final and take home the first solo title. Well, I do, I do want to say thank you for giving me this moment anyway, because the hardest thing that I had to do when I was so excited about everything, I was so excited. I was like, at the end of the day, I was like, no one can take anything from me. Like I earned this. I'm so proud. I'm so excited. And then I show up at the reunion and they're like, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to reveal the winner, um, at, on the show. We're just going to reveal it at the reunion. And I was like, no, don't do that to me. Really? And so it was the worst part. And then my mom called me while I was filming the final reckoning and she was like, yeah, you know, we saw the reunion. It was awful. She goes, basically the entire reunion was Johnny and, and, uh, Devin, you know, going back and forth about who won the elimination. She goes, and then in the last two minutes, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, Cara won the end. Bye. And it's like, that's supposed to be like the, the biggest thing. Like, 
a so the first solo winner in challenge history, not to mention I'm a, I'm a girl, you know what I mean? Came out of nowhere. And they literally, it, they literally gave me the last, I guess, one or two minutes to be like, Oh yeah, by the way, she won. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't get to talk about, we never got to even talk about the final, what we went through, like what it was like to be in the moment, what it meant. Like it was just all taken away. And I, that just makes me so fucking angry. So I'm glad yeah. I can talk about it here. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> look, hold on. Let me, let me jump in on this. Isn't it, isn't it, it just, it sucks to me how like, you know, that, that this is, these are the moments that like, for me, I, I think it's the most amazing underdog story that the challenge has ever had. I mean, Thank coming you. from where you came from, from Thank where you. I met you on Cutthroat and, yeah. uh, and being the only girl, the only, the first ever challenge, one person challenge champion and to be a girl, no offense to, to, you know, all the chicks out there and stuff like that. But like, it's it, it means more to to see a a girl come out on top of this uh, with this child championship, which we are all you know talking about as being a sport. So <clears> I, <throat> I I want to stay on this like victory lap, and then some some at some point go into how sad it is that something like a Johnny versus Devin stupid fucking light bright matchup, which means yeah. absolutely nothing but stupidity. Okay, yeah, yeah. you want to fucking you know, a, a, a memory game against Johnny Bananas. Here's the thing. It's like, you know, giving respect to both both sides, you know, what Johnny has done yeah. for the sport, what Devin has done in, in his, you know, not very much, you know, not very much time, um, you know, he went after, like, the big dog, you know. And you were um, there. You were there the entire reunion. You saw that that was the entire reunion was them yelling about, my dick's bigger, my dick's bigger. <laughs> that was the entire fucking reunion we didn't say one word about the final well, i was like you've got to be kidding me not only that derek i on bloodlines beat johnny bananas i beat him after he exposed my relationship after you know he was coming after me and trying to get rid of me the entire season on bloodlines i lost on the puzzle which put me in the elimination in the first place and i told Corey, Corey, give me johnny because at this point if i don't beat him now I'm not going to beat him in the final. So I'm either going to take him out now. I'm going to take him out in the final. I was like, give me Johnny. Corey gave me Johnny and I beat Johnny and Vince right before we changed locations and went to the final on bloodlines. So I beat Johnny in that puzzle. Like that was my brain that did that. My cousin helped me out, but that was my brain that finished that off and did that. And we did not talk about that once in the after show. We didn't talk about that once in the reunion. All we talked about was me and Abram. We didn't talk about my win. It was basically just you cheat on Abram, you cheat on Abram. So I didn't get to go back and forth and wave my dick around and be like, well, I beat Johnny after he did that to me and I sent him home and I called him out because I fucking did. But no, let's talk about let's talk about Devin and Johnny the entire reunion. But when I did the same shit, you know, well, I didn't well, talk about it like it's just, no, no. It's just the principle. And, and, and that's the and that's the and that's the difference. It's like I grew up you know, being real humble with my wins. I don't have to be like, yeah, bro, yeah, you're yeah, an animal. On. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, like, uh, I've won so many times in my life that I don't, I don't need, to, I don't need to shit on you yeah. after I beat you. But since it is TV, maybe, maybe that's the route. You know, that's the route. It's not maybe. It's true. The more shit no, you talk, the more pub you get. I hate that. I hate that because I feel like when you're strong, you know, people try to, a lot of people try to shit on people who are quiet, but I'd rather let my performance 
speak for itself. Like, I don't need to talk a big game. I would never, ever, I would be embarrassed to be like, oh, I'm this, I'm that, and I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to destroy you, because I never say that, because I never, I never, and that's the thing that killed me in that, in that fucking reunion. It's like, because I never, ever, 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 you can Google shit, have I ever been like, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to send you home crying. And it's like, I never talk a big game like that because I never underestimate anybody because anything can happen. And I know this, you know? And so even, even Johnny, even me beating him in that elimination after everything he did to me on bloodlines and then me winning bloodlines, I still was never like, yo, I, I fuck like in your face. And it, because for me, I took out, I was so humbled and so amazed by that win and so thankful for that. And it meant so much to me that I'm never going to shit on Johnny, no matter what he did to me. I'd never shit on any competitor, anybody I've ever gone against. I would never shit on them because winning something like that, it's just like, it's so much more when, when you just give respect to the person that you go against and he's a challenge champion. So for me, I was humbled to have beaten him and taken him out then at that point, then then you know Devin going off being like I'm bigger than you I'm better my dick's bigger it's like just don't you don't have to say that you accomplished what you what you did and by the more big you talk the the more it takes away from your win and the worse you look now it's funny is you mentioned words like humble and thankful and stuff like that and I, I doubt the producers put much stock in those as ratings grabbers but what I will say I and a reason that I've kind of been uh, somewhat infuriated by this new format about dragging out the winner for these reunions yeah. is that at least put it at the top of the reunion so we can reunite yes. and discuss the winner. They, it was like the, yes. what they trailed out to the credits with yes. and Derek even mentioned that he had to, you know he uh, or no there was this moment where Jordan I think gave you the check which I think was would have been poetic to see and then the oh, fallout, they never showed that they never showed that because it they literally that they made him give me the check well yeah. to be honest with you you're holding the check up while like the names of the After camera guys cry. yeah are Sorry. like scrolling over your head like yeah. they, they closed out the finale with you being announced as the winner so we never got to hear all these people eat crow after they bashed you and made you cry earlier and Derek had to console you I mean at least yeah. shoot another I don't know how much they shot in real time but like show us at least another 15 minutes of reunion where everyone has to suck it up and admit, hey, she won, because we never got that, and that's a little annoying because I think we're reuniting to talk about the season as a whole, and by dragging it out and revealing the winner in the last final moment of the reunion, we're really kind of throwing yeah. away the most important part of the show, are we not? They spent, yeah, they spent more time talking about shit that went down in episode one and two that nobody gives a fuck anymore about than if they at least opened it up with car, you know, they opened it up with the last few minutes of the show, opened it up with me winning. And so we could talk about the final, we could actually talk about things because there were so many things that I was not even allowed to talk. One. So we had to just talk about all these other things that happened before we talked about, we never got to go over the final, what happened in the final. Like it just was taken away. And, and by the time we ended up revealing it, it was like 18 hours into filming and nobody wanted to be there. And I just felt like I was, it was almost like I felt like I should just be gone because nobody wanted to talk, you know, it just like, it was just such an uncomfortable feeling. And I felt like almost embarrassed, you know, when they actually brought it up that I won, like, I was like, okay, okay. Like I'm ready to leave now. Like, I just felt, 
Like, I just didn't even want to be there. Can I be honest? Also, this was the rare occurrence where, like, look, Derek goes to the last reunion of Dirty 30 not knowing whether he won. He's finding out whether he won or came in second at the reunion. You knew you won. Like, you you were announced as the winner on the top of that castle, had to zip your mouth about it and not talk about it, and then sit there in a room for God knows how many hours doing this reunion and have them literally just kind of, oh, and by the way, the winner was Cara. All right, see you guys later. Thanks for making her cry. I mean, that's got to feel weird. (laughs) It, it's so infuriating. It's so infuriating. But uh, let's talk about the fact that, yeah, F, that was MTV. That wasn't Buna Murray, actually. That was MTV that decided they wanted to take that. So, you know, Buna Murray wanted the reveal to be on the actual challenge. Like, they wanted it to be shown. They wanted it to be aired. But MTV wants, you know, people to watch the reunion. So they drag it out but anyways let's talk about let's actually talk about the final real quick because i have a lot of things to say about it yeah let's talk let's talk about the final let's talk about both your wins and your third win on chance versus stars and how they all differ because now you're basically three-time challenge champion and we could talk about what that chance versus stars one is or isn't and uh, and yeah go wherever you want to go here i just want to know how it all feels you know what i mean you are the reigning challenge champion of the world it, you know, is weird to me. It feels like it's, it's over, it's done, and that you're only as good as what you can do next. And so I feel like I want to keep going to defend. Now that I, now that I have the title, <clears throat> I want to defend it. So I, I want to just do my best. There's a little bit more, more pressure on me to, to do better, and there's a lot bigger of a target on my back. But I don't look at it as like, oh, I'm the best because I've won, because I, I just don't even – I don't feel any different than I did four seasons ago. I still feel like I'm the same girl and I'm still trying the best I can to, to do the best. And that's, that's just honest truth. I'm not trying to like take away anything I did. I just feel like I'm always in myself and in my own head to just be better, do better and show up. And that it's never, it's never enough. I feel like I just need to do it again and again and again. Like it's never enough for me personally, but, um, as far as, you know, the Champs versus Stars win, that was amazing because that was, you know, I did that with Darrell. So that just was totally redeeming of, you know, my first season where me and Darrell were the first ones gone. So that was just, that was just such, every win that I've had has had so much significance in so many different ways. And that one was just full circle. Like me and Darrell ended up finishing together and, you know, and my charity was for the ASPCA. So animals got help from it and and we beat we beat champions we beat pro athletes and we beat them in a final that was not like a bunch of carnival games like it was legitimately and one of it was a hard final it was a freaking hard final plus we were doing it on a full stomach from the day before of eating everything that i earned my way in did better than ct on the eating thing like ct didn't even care you know what i mean like i crushed it earned it and then me and Darrell killed it in the final. And yeah, back then people were like, well, well, Darrell, like, you know, everybody wants to take away something from whenever I earn something and that's their problem. But it's like, dude, you try, you try running next to Darrell. You try running next to and keeping up with Darrell and then we'll talk, you know, he is an animal and that is his wheelhouse. And, uh, we won by a lot because we were up there when we had won, we were waiting for a solid, I don't know, 20 minutes for anybody else to finish. So there's that. And we won. And the end. So there's that. Felt great. Awesome. Bloodlines. 
which I heard rumors about Abram, I guess, did a podcast with you. Was that? Yep. Yeah. And he said what? He actually, you know, it's, it's, it's funny about that whole deal. It was more his reaction to it. I think he walked us through him kind of blowing up at the reunion about it. Um, and he didn't, I, from what I remember D and anyone listening will remind me if I'm mistaken, he didn't speak too disparagingly about you or about that. Really. He kind of confirmed that he didn't find out about it in the moment that he found out after the fact. Um, And we kind of went all over the place with him. The first, he came on twice, and the first time was more about you guys. He really kind of opened up and, you know, was very vulnerable in his describing how, you know, in love with you he was. And um, really, yeah, to be honest with you, at the, I mean, at the time, you know, and and uh, and talked about how hurt he was by the, you know, what happened, and then talked about his reaction to it at the reunion, and kind of went into Jack Nicholson shining mode a little bit, and had to be reined in by producers. And but from what I remember, yeah. he didn't go, you know, too far left or right or however you want to say it. In, in regards to like throwing you under the bus, Ooh. it was more just kind of an open book about like how intense your guys' relationship was. And I mean, that, that is the type of guy he is, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, someone might I respond hear... and say you're wrong. He said this, but I just, it doesn't jump out well, at me. You know? uh, yeah. And, and you know, you know, you know, Abe, I mean, dude, he, you know, it came across, he has this love, hate, he has this yeah. love, hate with you. And, yeah. um, and then I told him uh, about our bus talks. Um, and, uh, you know, and, um, you know, he was, he was real quiet when I told him that you won and, uh, he, Oh, that was interesting. He would literally <laughs> had no idea that you had won the challenge. And we like kind of told him that live on the oh. air because that's how tuned out he is to just the show in general. He had no yeah. idea that he almost kind of, I mean, he obviously, I think knew you had won that season. Um, but, but, but this current one, he didn't know that you had, you know, come into your own and were this dominant figure and, and had, uh, and won the last <laughs> yeah. challenge. So this was all kind of news to him and you were, everyone kind of got to hear him find out about that. And he was like getting a kick out of it. He was like, no, really? He's like, really? He's like, people are scared of her now. It was, and he did actually funny, Funny enough, he said he would like to have a chance to to compete against you, but not in like a scary way, just in like a, you know, knowing that you've kind of elevated yourself in your game. He well, kind of liked the idea of being able to see you do that firsthand. I heard that he had like tried to take away the bloodlines thing, saying like he was the reason why I won. I, and that's not what it, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I don't, I don't remember any of that. Sorry. Conveyed to me. But no, people have, people have said that before. And the funny thing is, is that, um, and I've said this before is like Abram's brother had a personal family thing he had to get home to. So they purposely, we arranged that he would go against us. So it would look like it would be okay for him, you know, like, Oh, okay. And then he left at the end of the day, I sent home Johnny bananas. I sent home Anissa one-on-one. I ran the final with my cousin, me and my cousin won. Nobody was there running the final for us. Nobody was there, you know, sending home Anissa, who's a dominant, you know, elimination, especially in that, that sort of game competitor. Nobody sent home Johnny, the reigning challenge champion. I did that. And then I did the rest with my cousin, you know, so that was me. And nobody can ever take that from me because I earned the fuck out of that. Hell yeah. My cousin is badass. So anybody who, you know, wants to say anything otherwise can, you know, suck my dick. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. now I want to go on to... Vendettas. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. 
you know, um, as far as vendettas, and I want to say this about, I want to say this about finals and I want to say this about challenges is there is so much luck involved in it. Mm-hmm. And I must've had nine lives because, you know, just in terms of, I was not a dominant player the entire challenge. I wasn't, you know, like on dirty 30, I was, I was part of that winning team every time, basically. And people were trying to hate on me about that too. But it's like, I, I had to send people home. That was what you do when you won. You had to vote someone in, you know, and I was on the winning team a lot on dirty 30 Q vendettas. I wasn't, I don't think my team ever won once I was throwing grenades. I was put specifically on bad teams, you know, like teams, not set up, not bad teams, but you know, people that would win would stack their teams to win. You know, it was a very strategic game. And so I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't able to shine. I wasn't able to perform bright on any challenges. And, you know, the only thing that saved me from eliminations, which is part of the game, um, is that I was like, look, every time I've ever done an independent individual challenge final, you always get paired up with the girls. Even if it is free agents, you're still paired up with someone. You're never alone. You're always paired up with someone. So my only thing I didn't want to, when I'm sitting there in the, in the inquisition, with two other people, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. I'm not going to say I shouldn't go in because you know what? I did not consider myself exempt from anything. And I would look at them across the table and be like, the only thing I can tell you is if, you know, there's challenges down the, down the line, I feel confident and comfortable doing challenges. And then in a final, you're more than likely going to get paired up with me at some point. I was like, and I'm here to, to do right by you, Tony, I'm here to do right by you. I want to help you win. I was like, so if I'm in a final granted, I'm like, I'm not the best at any one thing. I'm like, but I, but I have a lot of experience and you know, I don't quit. I was like, so who do you want to run a final with is all I would say, you know, and that's it. And it's not me trying to talk big or anything. It's literally the only thing I had was my resume and you never want to go into elimination because you never know what's going to happen. You never know. It's a crapshoot. You know? Did you have one elimination on Vendettas? No, right? No. Yeah. No, not not one on Vendettas. Because the other thing too is, <clears throat> I had, I basically had a you know group of people trying to get rid of me at the same time, and that was the whole, uh, you know, the whole Kayla, Cam, Marie, Sylvia. Um, apparently, Nicole was part of that, but it was weird because I only made deals with two people, two people only. I never made deals with Johnny. I never made deals with anybody except for two people. That was Nicole and Natalie. And I made deals with them because we all assured each other. It's like, look, I'm happy and comfortable to run with the best of the best. I was like, and Natalie, you're a little force. You know, nobody's made friends with her yet, but I saw how well she was doing in challenges. I was like, she reminds me of like a little Camilla with what she can do. You know, and I was like in her endurance and the way that she performed her and Nicole performed just up the rock of Gibraltar day one. So I was like, you guys, you know, I and they were trying to there was rumors. People were trying to get me and Nicole against each other in an elimination just so that one of us would be guaranteed to leave. And so I was like, look, Nicole, us three, we have each other. And she agreed to it. She goes, I didn't make promises to anybody else. Like I would take care of you over anybody else. And I was like, okay. So I made a deal with Nicole and Natalie that we would, we would have each other's backs till the end. And Natalie was in the Troika multiple times. She could have thrown me in multiple times, but she's like, you know what? She goes, you are, she considered me to be a good competitor. She's like, I've seen you before. I know your resume. She's like, and I want to run against you in a final and beat you. And I was like, that's bomb. 
And that's the type of girl that I want to align with. You know, someone that puts their money where their mouth is and has the confidence to run and perform because they're confident enough in themselves that they're not going to freak out and try to get rid of someone that they think they could beat them because they're confident enough in themselves to do what they need to do to win. And if they don't, they tip their hat to the winner and say, I'll get you next time. And that's that's who I want to play with. That's who I want to align with. I don't play with scared people. Is it? Is it safe to say that it's that there's almost enough like newer people trying to come mm-hmm. after, say, like the crowns of like you and Johnny, yeah. that it's it's almost like it's almost unfair. Like it's almost the, the, the tide is turning that much that it's it, not it, that it's un, it's unfair. It's just part of the game. And I've learned to right. live with it. But it's but it is it is, you know, it, it does kind of dig me a little bit that when I first started doing challenges, you know, people wanted to get rid of me because I was weird or they thought I was weak. And then as I kept going, then they wanted to get rid of me because I was annoying and weird. And then they wanted to get rid of me because I'm like, they find a reason, you know, and they have the numbers. And so the fact that I have made it to, to so many finals with having the biggest elimination record really says something. It shows that I've had to fight my way to get everything I've ever gotten in my challenge career because I haven't had an easy road. Nobody's just, you know, pulled my hand and said, here you go. I'm going to give you this. I've had to fight for it. That's why I've had, that's why I've been in so many eliminations because I've been come back from so many eliminations. That's why my, you know, challenge career, I've gone to so many finals because I've fought my way to get there. One way or another, I've fought my way to get there. And, Uh, you know, go ahead. uh, No, I agree. And and that's why it was so, uh, you know, fulfilling to kind of watch you. Um, win that one, uh, especially, you know, riding that second place went out with you on the dirty 30, um, and seeing you from your very first challenge to where you've, where you've gone. Um, how many eliminations has it been? What is the elimination record and how does the bloodlines compare the bloodlines win with your cousin compared to the individual win by yourself? Um, I don't even know how many uh, I've been in. I think 17 maybe i'm not sure 17 eliminations i'm i'm not too sure I've, I've lost track and plus there was you know the one that i had to do actually on dirty 30 which was coming back and having to beat four other girls in a puzzle which is a total equalizer because anybody could have won that it wasn't just running with weight on your back it was trying to figure out a damn puzzle and i sent four of the girls that should have done very well in that home when there was no advantage to being in shape or not so earn that in dirty 30 Um, I just feel like just, I know, and I want to talk about vendettas too. Um, I feel like the reason a lot of people or not a lot of people, a certain select few people, cause you know, I don't want to go with a lot cause there's really not a lot, a certain select loud group of people are trying to get rid of me is I find a lot of their, their dislike of me because they can't even go pee alone they need to be around each other 24 seven, whether it's taking photos with each other just for photo ops, whether it's, you know, trying to hang out just to get people to know that they're hanging out together, whether it's, you know, to be fake friends on a challenge, like that they don't even trust each other. See, I keep who I trust very few and far between. And I like quality over quantity and I'm comfortable being alone. And I think the fact that I don't walk into a challenge feeling like I need a whole herd of people, a whole giant alliance on my back, like I know I can handle myself on my own and I don't put a lot of stock in having a giant group around me, I think that that intimidates a lot of people. And that, because they don't have enough confidence in themselves on their own. Do you know what I mean? So that's, that's where I'm seeing a lot of dislike 
and a lot of attacking. Same as people attacking Johnny, too. It's because Johnny used to have the groups, and now he just walks in, and he's like, you know, I know what I bring to the table. I know how I do in challenges. I'm just going to do it. And he has had... Johnny's going to have... I'll give you a little little inside info on the final reckoning. Johnny's going to have a real hard go this time. The numbers are not in his favor. And, and you might actually... Find yourself siding with the devil. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. You either, you know, I always say in uh, in life, there's the Batman adage of you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I think in professional wrestling and in the challenge, maybe even the villains, if they stick around for long enough, maybe become the good guys or the heroes yes. again. So maybe that's what we're seeing with Johnny. Something Did you we mentioned. Just call Johnny a villain? Yeah, of Did course. Call Johnny the devil. I mean, she said the devil. I said a villain. Is he the bad guy? Is it official? Is it is it officially okay to call him the bad guy? The villain. He's been. He's he's been. He's been the guy that you love to hate. Yeah. People loved to hate. He's the Ric Flair. Is he's yeah. yeah. And so you know this challenge. Keep an eye on Johnny because if you have any feelings against him, you might find yourself rooting for him. And that's the only little tip and little advice or little sneaky peeky that I'm going to give you guys. A little treat there. You, you uh-huh. may or may not find yourself rooting for the bananas this time around. We, um, but anyway. Before we get to the finale and the final uh, that you won, I want to get to the yes. last sort of big move or decision you made that, that got people talking. And it comes into oh, play with what, with what you said there about having quote-unquote deals with just Natalie and Nicole. I think people are surprised yeah. to hear that you didn't say Kyle because you guys, you know, there was that famous move there where you threw Leroy in instead of Kyle, which he came right. on our show shortly <laughs> after that. He was a little bit offended by it, or at least you're not giving him the head up and to me i looked at that as like oh well her and kyle clearly have a deal that supersedes her history with leroy so talk about that how what you and kyle had was sort of separate from what you would call a deal and then talk about that move you made and whether you regret it well do i regret it now yes (laughs) do did i regret it then no and the reason is is because when i don't know what they showed because i didn't get to see the episode yet but on the on the challenge where um cam threw me the grenade Brad threw Kyle his grenade, and we were doing the swimming thing for the Burger King challenge, and our and our team was you know set up to fail, the treasure chest vendettas challenge. Um, on that, when it came time to voting, I don't know what you saw, but it 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 turned into you know Leroy had my back, and he voted. It was either it, he, we knew it was either going to be Kayla or me getting voted in because Leroy was never going to say Cam's name. Understandable. I mean, it was going to be yeah, Kayla or me. So. I told him, I'm like, look, I'm like, then put, then say Kayla's name. <clears throat> so Leroy says Kayla's name. Kyle says Kayla's name. I say Kayla's name. Nelson, who's had it against me from day one, said my name. Kayla said my name. And Cam said my name because those three girls were against me. <clears throat> so it came down to a tie. And at that point, it wasn't until we deferred it over to the Troika. And then they basically saved my ass and then cam's cam got put on the line that leroy started freaking out and goes no it's not fair like she wasn't even a name on there you know can i redo it and he wanted to redo it so that i would go into the elimination not cam so right then and there i saw that leroy had cam over me for a million percent sure when he was trying to get things flipped and switch can i change my vote like he wanted to put me in to save cam that bothered me because I'd been doing so many challenges with Leroy and I felt like me and Leroy had a bond and I'm like really I'm like a girl you just met this season you're gonna have over me and I was like you know what and then Kyle was like yo you can't be upset with Leroy like you know that's that's his girl like that's you know he he would he would have of course he's gonna save her over you like that's 
that's very damn. smart of him to say that and phrase it that way. I think he might have been did. implying that you should uh, do the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so what happened? No, he was just trying to tell me he really likes Leroy. He was actually trying to be like, you know, like you can't be mad at Leroy for that. Like, right, but because because he's the cam in this scenario, sort of with you. He's he the is. new. He's the new person on your side this particular season. Sneak right into those alternative thoughts. There, I didn't look at it that way. I just looked mm. at it like, yeah, you're right. I'm not gonna be mad about it. But no. I. Stopped, but I'm like, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it in my head. So when it came time, the biggest thing that I did wrong by Leroy was because my spot was already secured in the final. I wasn't, I actually wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I never gave him the heads up that I was going to say his name. And that's the biggest problem right there. And I think a lot of it was because I wasn't a hundred percent sure which way I wanted to go because I had a lot of thoughts in my head. Number one, it's like, who do I want to run a final with the most? I was actually thinking Brad because I'm like, who do I want by my side? And I thought Brad, you know, being a school teacher, he'd be smart. I thought, you know, he's really strong. I'm like, he's a good swimmer. I'm like, I, Brad's been to finals before. He's done this before. Kyle's new, you know? And I was like, maybe I want to run this. Cause I'm still thinking in my head, we're not running this individual. We're running this with a partner. And I'm like, and Brad's been killing it in challenges this season. I was like, so Brad would probably be the best choice to run a final with. I was like, and then, you know, and then there's Kyle. And Kyle, I obviously had a romantic involvement with. um, And I felt like his story and what he what he told me, like nobody, I don't know if they really went into anything that like went on between me and him, but like we had a really deeper connection than probably was even shown. Like we spent a lot of time alone together, a lot of time talking about his family, about his life, his friends, things at home and what he's been through, like some serious things. Like he opened up to me a lot, you know, and I'm going to keep a lot of those things to myself, obviously, like they were setting confidence. And so I wanted him, even though I, in my, in my heart, I was like, well, you know, if, if he's, if he's my partner in a final, I'm like, at least I know he won't quit. You know, he might not be the best on paper, you know, but he's won a lot of challenges and I know that he will not quit because I've seen him on Ronda. I've seen him on Gibraltar and he's gone till his eyes roll back in his head and he's vomiting, you know, his lungs out because he's literally given every last drop of his soul. Like I ran the pallets with him on the beach and I saw him, you know, and I was like, this guy has heart and, and what he's been through in his own life and what the challenge meant to him is different than what it meant to Leroy and Brad. Like it was just a whole different level of making his family proud, making himself proud, being something that his family and friends didn't think he could be or do, you know, like he was the joke and he, and I wanted to have, I wanted him to have that, not just because I was banging him, but because of his story and, and what he told me that it meant to him. And in other words, keeping him out of trouble at home, basically. And what he was saying was, if he makes it to the final, what the challenge has done to him is like, he's going to clean up his life when he goes home. He's going to, he's not going to go down the path that his friends, that he's lost friends to. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I really wanted that for him in that way. And then Leroy, I wanted just because, oh, plus Kyle saved me. Kyle and Brad were the reasons they had been in the Troika so many times. Like they were the reasons that I didn't get voted into the elimination. Like they saved me. So I owed them a solid too. Leroy didn't win anything all season. You know, he didn't, he didn't, he never was able to help me in anything. And except for a vote, which if he could have done it over again, he would have voted me in. I love Leroy, but look at it. You know, Leroy is the lovable Leroy, but you got to look at my story and what I've been through and everything else as to what, 
you know, ended up in this decision. So Leroy, my only thing with him was like, he is, he reminds me of me in challenges. He reminds me of when there's something scary, like I'm going to be scared too. Like I always look at Leroy as like my source of comfort and comedy. And I freaking love that guy. Love him, love him. And so for me, it was a really hard choice because I wanted to win the final and I thought it was going to be partners. So who do I want as a partner? Who do I want by my side? And then also the story aspect of what, what each person is going through and what the final means to them. And I was really, number one, I knew Brad wasn't going to get picked. I knew for me in my head, I'm like, Kayla and Tony are going to vote the exact same way. I'm like, and Tony's going to want to save Kyle. I was like, so Kayla's going to go with Tony because she doesn't give a fuck. And she's going to, you know, save Kyle too. Like that was what was in my head. I didn't communicate with Tony and I didn't communicate with Kayla. And I didn't communicate with them until right before we walked into the elimination. And I was like, who are you guys voting for? And Tony's like, you know, I'm, I'm saving my boy, Kyle. He goes, so I'm going to, he's, Tony wanted to put in Leroy. Um, Kayla was like, I made a deal with Leroy. I'm saving Leroy. So I'm going to put in Kyle. And I was like, what? And I was like, really? And I was like, shit. And it was right there that I was like, Leroy, I'm like, I'm going to have to say, like, I told Leroy right there that like, right before we walked in and he's like, what? Don't do this to me right now. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I thought Tony and Kayla were 1000% going to say Leroy or Brad's name or whatever, like who they want to get rid of or who they want to save. I thought they were going to both save Kyle because that's what Tony wanted. And that's what I thought, you know, and I didn't, I didn't do the research. I was lost in Lottie da land. And so when it came down to it, I was like, look, at this point it's between, it's either I say Brad and it's a three-way tie and it goes to the, who knows what they're going to do with that. Or I save, or I save Leroy, or I save Kyle. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I want to give this. I want, I want Kyle to have this. And so I picked Kyle. And unfortunately, you know, that's all my reasoning behind it. So I don't regret what I did, especially. And I love Leroy to death, especially because Leroy did make it to a final, and Kyle, Kyle outperformed him. So I did make the right choice because when I was running next to Leroy, I'm like, Leroy, we're running next to each other in full armor. And I'm like, Leroy, even Tony, I'm like, come on, come on. Like they knew, they know, talk to either one of them in the final. I was running next to them. I was encouraging them. I'm like, Tony, do this, do this for your girls. You came here. Like, come on, you got this, step it up. You know, I'm running next to Leroy. I'm like, Leroy, keep running, man. And Leroy's like, nah, man, I'm walking. You're in a final and you're like, nah, I'm going to walk, you know? So I look at who has the heart. And who really wanted to be there. And, you know, I got to give it to Kyle. Like, he did way more than anybody thought he was going to do. Like, he beat Tony and Leroy in that final. Hands down. He beat, He came in second to everybody just in that first part. Behind, behind Zach. Come on. I know that you had a, a lengthy, I think it was an Instagram post kind of responding to some of the, the not backlash, but the response to whether the, the final was unfair from a format perspective or that, you know, people who had said Zach deserved to win. And I know, you know, I, I had mentioned this to you that Kayla recently came on the show and said that she thought that the resetting aspect of the final and the, the negating of the lead that say, in this case, Zach had built up in the first half. Uh, Kayla, Kayla you know. was like an hour behind everybody. Right. Well, that's Me? That goes me, to show. I don't think she's talking Zach, about it from herself. Here, let me, me, me freaking tell you this. Kayla doesn't even know. I asked production. I literally asked them. I'm challenge like, gods. Challenge gods. Chal- I asked challenge gods. I'm like, how far in the run was I behind Zach? Because I saw Zach and Kyle running. 
I saw them. Like I knew I wasn't far behind them at all. And I sprinted across that damn finish line. And I asked production who is, I mean, I asked the challenge gods. I'm like, I'm like, who, I'm like, how far was I from my own record behind Zach and Kyle? And they're like, and, and the camera goes to me, goes, he goes, I don't know. You were like maybe, maybe five minutes behind Zach, like, you know, two, two, three minutes behind Kyle. And I was like in the run, in the run, I was that far behind them. Like just five minutes behind Zach, three minutes behind, behind Kyle. And they're like, yep. Guaranteed is like, we, we filmed it. We saw you, we, we, you know, we, we calculated at the times he goes, you weren't, you were right there. And I was like, hell yeah, I was, I was the third human. The third, if there was no, you know, Kayla shouldn't even be talking because it wasn't like first second. It wasn't the first people that come in first, second, third, and fourth. You make it. It was four people. It was, it was two girls and two guys. So I could have finished behind Zach, Tony, Leroy, and Kyle. I could have finished fifth and I would have made it because it was two girls and two guys, but I didn't want that. I was like, fuck that. I'm like, I'm going to kill this. I'm going to destroy this so nobody can take it from me. So that's why I finished third human, third human behind Zach and behind Kyle. Whoever finished after me and how they finished, I don't even know because me, Zach and Kyle finished so far ahead of everybody that we went down and sat in a goddamn bus and waited for the next person to finish. Ask Zach, ask Kyle. We were eating sandwiches. We were talking. We're like, did we kept asking? We're like, dude, did anybody else finish yet? Is Kayla, did Kayla cross yet? We're sitting in a goddamn bus down the hill waiting for somebody else to finish. That's how far ahead we were. So she can shove it. It is a bit <laughs> unfair to start breaking down the, the format after the fact because, look, if you guys know that it's the two top guys and the two top girls and you know yeah. you're well ahead of the next girl, you'd almost be an idiot to you know burn all your energy to make sure that you came in closer to Zach than you needed to just for pride's sake, assuming that someone on a podcast three months later is going to start picking apart your win because they told you it doesn't matter. Yeah, it mattered to me. It was pride. Because I know that no matter what I do, pe- there's always going to be someone that's going to try to take it away from you. And so I was like, I'm going to do so goddamn well in this. Like, I had such a fire under my ass. I was like, I want to destroy this final. I want to fucking destroy people's souls. I was like, and I'm going to keep up with Zach. And I did. I fucking did. I sprinted in that goddamn armor. I carried the same armor as every dude. I carried the same box of weight. I wore the same shackles. There was not one thing that I did that the guys that I got an advantage because I was a girl. I made damn sure of that. So I'm proud of how I did. And I'm proud of the fact that I was only five minutes behind Zach. Do you know how far ahead of him you finished the uh, mix and match memory part? I don't know for sure, but I was standing up there for a long time, for a long time, well more than five minutes. I can fucking tell you that because I was making jokes with the camera crew the entire time. Like, are they fucking serious? I'm like, are they still going? They're still running. Like I, it looked short when you watched it but they know they know it was like i swear to god you i was up there for 20 minutes to a half an hour and if zach had a five minute lead on me i still would have beat him because the way i memorized shit and zach will even say this he's had concussions you know he's you know his memory is not the best thing but this is why they call it the challenge because you have to be good at everything if you just show up as the biggest strongest fastest guy there because you can carry the most, you can run the most, you can, you can, then, then that's, what is that? That's not the challenge. That's I'm the biggest, strongest, fastest person. Duh. I'm going to win. They throw equalizers in there so that anybody can win at any point. And Zach's lucky. 
that I showed up when I did for the swords because he was able to continue on. And me and I had the strategy with him, like, Zach, I'm just going to put three swords in at a time every time. This doesn't have to be a game. Let's just fucking do it. I'll drink the hot chocolate and we can roll, you know? I was like, I don't want to waste time on plotting out who's going to put swords in. Like, just put three every time and we'll roll. And so I helped Zach. He knows that. He told me that. Whereas if he, if I was as far behind as Kayla and Nicole, he would have had to wait for, like, she's, Kayla's the reason Tony had to wait for so long. Actually, Tony's the reason Tony had to wait because he should have kept up and been right there with Zach doing the swords with Zach. But no, I beat him. You so know, I did the swords with Zach. I wish that you and me and Dee and Tony and Zach were going to be in the same place in like 12 days. And maybe when we were doing a live onstage Challenge Mania sure. interview, I could ask Zach's opinion about this. Oh, wait. We are all going to be in Orlando on Saturday, June 30th Sweet. at Howl at the Moon for the Challenge Throwdown event. And uh, Dee and I, as a little cool addition to this throwdown, are going to be doing Challenge Mania-style interviews throughout the day. And maybe we can convince Zach. I know Zach likes to play it close to the vest. I know he likes to be mysterious, tall, dark, and <laughs> handsome and all that but maybe we can convince him to come up and we can talk to both you guys first and second finish of vendettas and put it to rest really who was in front of who and maybe we can get his opinion on this because he's a humble guy i think he'll lay it out there and uh let us know if he remembers how far ahead of him you were on the uh on the good old castle there so that's something fun to maybe look forward to and maybe not if zach just says no let me tell you too the way that i memorized everything on that board was I memorized basically the entire line every time. There was nine colors. So I memorized the first six and took a visual in my head, a visual picture of the last three. So I would basically memorize a line of nine every time I ran. I only made one mistake, and I knew immediately when I went back, I knew immediately what my mistake was, and so I went and I fixed it. It only took one extra trip. One extra trip is all I took to fix my mistake and win. Other people were memorizing, you know, maybe four at a time, five at a time, not even. I don't even know how Kayla got the money because she never even finished her puzzle. She just got it, you know, last place by default. and She didn't even finish her. She didn't even finish. She didn't finish the drill. You're supposed to finish, you know. So all I'm saying is, like, I memorized my shit, like, the entire line every single time. And that's why I only took one extra trip. Everybody else had a different strategy, and I swear to God to you, I was up there for a goddamn long time, a long time. I got to refilm myself winning over and over and over again while everybody <laughs> was still trying to fake. They were like, okay, well, run back, pretend you. I was like, but they're still trying to solve their puzzle. I was like, I don't want to be obnoxious. And they're like, no, just do it. Like, I literally, that's how long I was up there. That's cruel. Was, You're coming in there, second, and you see them just finishing yeah, them shooting yeah. this hero shot of you with your hands in the air with a director there being like, Kara, be happier. Just be a little Shoot happier. Yeah, Raise do it one the flag more time. Again. I did that so many times. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, anybody who has anything to say against anything that I won can suck my dick because I fucking earned that shit. I killed it. That was my final, and I beat Zach well over five minutes that I came behind him in the run. I beat him in the in the puzzle. And anybody who wants to say, oh, you know, well, you wanted a puzzle. It's like, so what are you trying to say? Are you trying to put value over someone that can run faster and carry more because they're genetically superior over someone that wins on a crapshoot? Really? Well, because I'd say I'd say my win was a little more impressive there because well, you know it's an equalizer. Well, well, no, no, no. Here's the thing. It's like you did it all, though. I you did that, it all. That's that's what it comes down to. It's not it's not just carrying um, armor, you know, while you're shackled. It's not yeah. just um, it's not just the puzzle. It's the whole competition. It's all the politics. It's the mental, emotional struggle 
to get there. People think that like you you got to the final and then you know uh, you know it just got lucky. No, it doesn't just it doesn't happen that way. It's it's the whole fucking game, you know. So oh, and uh, let's let's talk about being shackled because I'm the type of competitor. I didn't know that Nicole was doing shit behind my back. Kayla, I just do, I do want to give credit to Kayla and Cam, just as a side note. Um, the big thing I want to say about Kayla and Cam is that in this final, they played their own game. Like Kayla, you know, she looked like she was going to quit a few times on the run, especially when we were running back and forth, but she never did anything to sabotage my game. Cam never did anything to sabotage my game. And I need to say just to them in that aspect, like that shows so much about who they are as competitors that they worried about themselves, which is the best thing you can do is just worry about yourself instead of trying to sabotage other people. And they, they just, I was like, thank you. Like, thank you. Because I had all the numbers against me, you know, like that her cam, Nicole, Kayla, cam, Nicole, like could have, could have ruined me in that first part. And Nicole, the one person I made a deal with, was the one person that was trying to sabotage me and ringlead all the other girls to go against me. And she was the one that took, you know, two sticks away from me. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then even despite her doing that, when I caught her doing that and she fucked up her ankle, I stopped. And I was like, I stopped. And I try, I don't know if they showed that. I don't know anything. They did. I remember seeing that and thinking that that was really big of you to, especially after they, they established before that Nicole was kind of, like you said, leaning the, uh, the strategy against you. And then when she went down, you literally stopped, went over to her, consoled her. And I think I even tweeted something about that. So I know for a fact they showed that moment. So you definitely, and then, and then, and then, and then you were like, karma Marie is a bitch. (laughs) Is that what you said? Or I said, who said that? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. That's you. All right, let's put a bow on the Vendetta's final. I think you've explained it quite well. I think everyone listening to this probably understands now that although, yes, they did cut it off between first half and second half, that that was always part of what they told you guys to do. And there was no, there's no benefit to winning that first one by 50, uh, an hour, any, anything more than two seconds, but then the person of the opposite of the uh, same sex as you behind you. So let's uh, get a question from Kelsey in. What was the first thing you bought for yourself after winning the prize from vendettas? I, I think what I ended up doing was I gave my mom money for a car (laughs) Because her car was breaking down. I think that's what I did with it. Nice. To be honest. Like, I don't, for me, you know, everybody can use money. Money makes everything more comfortable. But for me, you know, I had already bought, the things that that I've done with all my challenge money is I have got LASIK eye surgery, which was the best thing I could have ever done. Um, I've paid off all my student loans, so I'm no longer in debt in anything. I took care of my mom because I'm the only child and I'm, my mom doesn't, she, she's not with anybody. Like she's just by herself. So I've taken care of her, like helped, you know, paid money for her to do a whole new kitchen. Cause her kitchen was like from the seventies. And if we resell the house, it'll be worth more. Um, so all new appliances and stuff like that, got her a new car. Um, and you know, and then I've, I've flown my family and friends out to Montana. So like, I'll take care of, you know, the people that love and support me. And you know, that's it. Like I haven't bought anything, exorbitant for myself oh i bought and i bought a car for myself because my oh, car oh yeah um, and a car no but it was my car was it had over a hundred thousand miles on it and it was rotting out and when i was driving it the floor literally fell out from underneath me so i ended up was like i was freaked out and i was like i'm gonna get a car that's safe <laughs> so i did <laughs> 
The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. That's uh, that's an extremely wholesome note to put a put a nice little bow on the vendettas thing, and we're going to awkwardly transition to the next big subject matter that we got a ton of questions oh. on. Which I know we're a little late to the party here because this is sort of the big kind of pre-challenge 32 storyline that kind of leaked uh, during the challenge throwdown event here in New York. Yeah. Uh, there were rumblings about a relationship between you and Mr. Pauly Calafiori, who has yet to actually make an appearance <laughs> on the challenge. He'll be debuting on the Challenge 32. He is currently on your screens on uh, X on the Beach, and some of you do know him from Big Brother. Um, now, we got a chance to meet him here in New York, and we thought that was going to be the end of it, just talking to him at the party, saying hello. Uh, but then, you know, I get on my computer that Monday, and Car Maria this, Paulie this, MTV.com this, People Magazine this, <laughs> Us Weekly this. So without me even kind of going into what exactly what? happened that weekend or between you two in general to just set the internet aflutter, um, mm-hmm. Miss uh, Miss Angelina Jolie, as I've been calling you in this scenario, why don't you uh, tell us what someone at home, if they possibly have been under the rock this entire time, have missed? Well, <clears throat> they can just Google Cara and Polly. And but would that be a fair would that be a fair assessment though? Like I mean, because then you're <laughs> yeah, you're putting it yeah, into there. There's a million there's a million articles, but now I'm just going to tell my side. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, I can't say too much because it obviously relates to the new challenge, and I can't give away any spoilers of you know what's going on in the new season or whatever. So let me kind of give you the basic light and fluffy version, I guess. Um, you'll see that you'll see the relationship unfold when you guys watch the new season of the final reckoning. I will say that when I met Polly, um, at the airport, there was this sort of weird magnetic, um, connection to him kind of immediately. Um, I can say this kind of stuff because it's before we even started filming, you know, we were hanging out at the, he never mentioned a girlfriend this whole, this whole time that we were at the, the airport together. Um, and you know, we were flirting with each other, Um, we ended up as the last two people to like, we, the whole entire group went ahead on this tram that took, you know, you from one part of the airport to the other. And it was just me and Polly ended up together. And like, we were just joking with each other. We were getting along. We were vibing really well. Like I was just really drawn to him. Um, you know, and then cue Kyle who ended up, we ended up meeting with him at London and he had denied the fact that he was doing the season. Um, he basically lied to me, you know, I'm coming off of vendettas where it took him 20 minutes to even say I was the best kisser. And it's like, where are you, what are you, you know, that was a throwaway question. Um, and so I finally reconnect with Kyle. I sit with Kyle on the airplane and Kyle tells me, you know, that he has, that he has a girlfriend. So I, cause I'd started to hit on Kyle again to be like, Oh, well, great you're here well we can put all this behind us and i'll at least have somebody to bang on this season you know what i mean like hey let's get back to where we left off yay dick and uh kyle was like no i can't do anything with you i have a girlfriend and i'm like you what like when were you gonna tell me that like you have a girlfriend and he's like yeah and i'm like is he are you you kidding like i thought he was joking with me and it was like and then no even joss confirmed that kyle had a girlfriend. So Kyle had a girlfriend going to the season. Keep that in mind, I guess. Who knows what the truth is, though, because every time Kyle opens his mouth, he's lying about something. Then I find out that, that Polly has a girlfriend. Um, let me give you a little backstory on, on what I know of Polly's relationship. This is all I know, because I didn't know when I met Polly, I knew nothing about 
who, who his girlfriend was or anything about that. But their backstory, from what I know, is that he started dating her maybe two months before he met me. And the fact that he's in Jersey and she's in she's Nashville. In so when are they even seeing each other? Let's be real. Anyways. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I came off, I guess you'll see how things unfold. We'll just leave it at that. We did not do anything with each other until we'll say right before either one of us were done filming. More and more of our neighbors are struggling with the trauma of COVID-19 and the stress of everyday tasks. Life is hard. It's harder on drugs. On average, 130 people die every day from opioid overdose. Addiction is a common and treatable disease and affects people of all ages and all walks of life. Reach out and join the thousands of Virginians that have successfully recovered at off-opioids.org. And remember, the Harrisonburg-Rockingham Community Services Board is here to help. Right before. And at that point, people are like, oh, you're on the sh- you're on the challenge. Like, you can get, you know, you can get phone calls. You can do this, you do that. But at the stage, where what the point that we were at when we finally did whatever we did, we, we weren't given a phone call because that's just how it went. So granted, wrong. Number one, it's wrong. But just side note, I've spent more time with him, really with him, living with him than she did. But still, that's his girlfriend. And I'm 100 percent not. That's not OK. You know, you sh- you, that's not OK. Right. But it takes two to tango. And he could have said no. Well, we neither one of us did. And we discussed. I'm like, look, I'm like, so this happened. I'm like, I'm not going to con- the way that we kind of left things off was like we wanted to keep doing what we were doing. And we we knew we were going to probably see each other again when I went to New York and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I I was like, I'm not going to do this with you if you have a girlfriend. And he's like, I don't because I don't want to be in a relationship anymore, because, number one, the, the kind of lines that were drawn around him was that to to be in that relationship, she did not want him to do any more challenges. So he would have had to given up, give up doing the challenges. And he's like, no, he goes, I got a taste of this. I want to keep doing it. He said he wants to keep doing challenges and me. <laughs> so he, he, as soon as he was able to, got his phone, told her above and beyond everything that happened. Okay. And there's including some things that he's into, that she's not really into, that I'm into, you know, that he explained. And she's not into that. And it turns out that me and Polly are pretty good match there in the bedroom. So, so it was established as soon as he was able to, you know, he, he called, he told her everything above and beyond. Like the fact that you could even tell somebody that who still loves you. Like I, I'm blown away because I wasn't able to do that for Abram, you know? And he was just like, look, I'm sorry. This is the life that I want. This is what I want to do. And I don't, I don't want to, I can't be with you anymore. I don't want to be with you anymore. He told is this, is this the chick so, that's on the beach? Sorry, I don't mean no, 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 it's not. Wondering. No, it's not. This it's is the Bachelor who, chick. Yeah, yeah. This is a chick from the Bachelor. And so oh, oh, when we reality. were, so when we were together, when we reconnected, you know, people assume that the big stink that went on was that people assumed that me and him were sneaking around together and that we were doing this behind her back and stuff like that. But we weren't. We, he had already told her everything. He had Got already it. broken up with her. So when we were together in New York, he wasn't with her anymore. Got it. So, so th- there's a little bit of so there's a little bit of you guys trying to keep confidentiality about the season, not yes, wanting to make it. Got it. 
we couldn't release any information because then it would have revealed that he was on the cast and that's how we met each other. And we couldn't do that because the cast hadn't come out yet. So we had to stay quiet while all this other stuff's going out. And meanwhile, his PR person is her PR person and who was the original person that set them up together. So she is really biased. You know what I mean? Like she has, she wants them to get back together. She wants him to get with Danielle, but he doesn't want that. So... Well, I'm sure there's just another X on the beach, too. And since the challenge is bringing in all types of reality TV people, there's another challenge. Yeah. So you maybe make this happen, PR you know, lady. Yeah. Bottom line, bottom line. So his PR person would rather have him stop doing challenges and then go get married and have babies in a white picket fence. He is not going to do that. Yeah. Well, way to stick so, it to the PR person. I think everyone listening can agree that. Those people are not the winners in life. Let me let me ask you a couple questions that we got from Whoa. from listeners. Here's the thing, right? So I'm not uh, you, your your explanation checks oh, out. Anyways, the one thing I did want to say is that I know there's other people going off because let me my social media game has changed completely since the whole Tony thing. Like that was the time where I learned my lesson and not butting myself into other people's business. I learned that. Okay, so I have not put my foot in my mouth since, you know, like I just do my thing. I let people hate. I let people tweet away and I just ignore them, you know? And the thing with Tony, my aggravation with the whole Tony incident, and I don't know how people can even compare the two because I'm single. Granted, yeah, I, it was not okay that I, you know, that's not honorable what I did at all, but I'm not the one in a relationship. I'm single. Shouldn't do it. But I did. So sorry, but I, I don't regret it because I'm still doing it. And he's, he broke up with her and what it is it is. So the thing with Tony that I was mad about the most was that when he screwed around with Christina, Christina got all the hate. But Tony's the one with the girlfriend and the kid. When he screwed around with um, Camilla, or not really, you know, like made out with Camilla and was a kind of guy with her. She got all the hate. Tony didn't. And it's like, for me, and I love, I love Tony. Like I, I, I don't care. Like I'm not judging his life anymore. Like you live your life and I will protect you and I will try to stop you from making bad decisions and I'll wing woman you and I'll take care of you all day. My aggravation back then was just the double standard. And it was like, why are people going after Christina? Why are people going after Camilla when, you know, when Tony is doing what he's doing and he's the one that's supposed to be the responsible boyfriend and father. I'm like, and that's why I was annoyed. But now that's not my business. If it's not, if it's not my relationship, it ain't my problem. And so anything can go on now. I don't give a crap because it's, I've learned. So after I tried to do this whole double standard bullshit and call out Tony, I felt like more of an idiot. I'm like, you know what? If Tony can live his life, however he wants to live his life, you know, I'm not in it. So I shouldn't even comment on it. And so I learned my lesson and I've been good ever since, you know, in terms of that. Let me get into some of these because I think some of them come from a place of these are fans of yours that aren't necessarily judging the, you know, kind of you and Polly in a vacuum. They're not judging your behavior over Polly's or anything like that, but they do have kind of views on what they think you did contribute in your own way, which is Zoe says, my question for Kara, do you realize people have less of an issue with the decision to shack up with a dude in a relationship than the gloating and callous behavior, her words, not mine, you displayed when you got caught? So I think they're talking about kind of the way that, you know, talking about, hey, I'm single this, or, you know, in the way you're even talking about it now, I think, do you feel a response? responsibility to be a little bit kind of touchier about it because there is quote unquote a, a victim on the other end of this in Danielle, or do you think this is just your um, place to? No, I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree that I, I should be more 
bat, laid back and soft spoken about it because it, it does, you know, that, that other girl like doesn't deserve to be hurt like that or have it put in her face like that. Like, I do feel terrible at that because as far as I know and everything that, you know, he's ever spoken about her, she's, she's a really good, good hearted, beautiful, innocent human. And I do feel like, you know, the Angela and Jolie, the asshole in this whole thing. I do. Um, but I think where I was coming from when we were doing that event, just because we're, we're, what I've known, you know, everything that I've known and how everything's played out, like I was doing things from my, my view and my experience. And that was that like, he's single now we're do, you know, we can, we can do our thing, even though it wasn't publicly exposed yet, you know, like, no, it's no, I definitely was callous and an asshole and I should have, I shouldn't have done anything. I guess when I did my, my little Instagram video in New York, I didn't realize, cause it, you know how New York is so freaking loud and you're filming things outside. Like I didn't hear what I was saying in the background and I was filming. I was like, here I am in the Rose Garden. Like I just didn't realize that even the words that I was saying was coming out on the video. Cause I couldn't hear it in New York with all the cars and the horns and the sirens and shit. And I just posted it. And, um, it sounded a lot worse than, you know, what I had obviously intended it to be. But at that point I was like, well, we're single, you know what I mean? We're both single. And that is, you know, cause I was with him when he, you know, after he did everything that he did, like I, he told me everything, but here's the thing. Here's the thing too, is like the other people keep spinning it on me. They're like, would you want somebody to do that to you? Would you want somebody to do that to you? And of, and of course not, you know, but like, if I'm with the guy who's going to be with someone else, then I shouldn't be with that guy. When you do the challenge, okay, there is, and you live with people, everything is like heightened. The whole experience is heightened, you know? So you're going through this with these extraordinary yeah. people, with these extraordinary situations in this fucking crazy house with these crazy games. Yep. And whether you're with them for one day or two months, it is fucking insane. So yeah, just that's to kind true. of help you out there. Nobody, nobody will ever feel what we feel, Derek, unless they live it. And one day in that house is like a week for other people in normal yeah. time. And you're like bunking with them. Like yeah. right next to each other, on top of each other. Moving 24-7. Yeah. Whether that makes it more valid or not to, to you know, you, there are some things, like you said, that, that the idea of not having your phone. So not being able to, like in real life, hey, if you went to a club and you were feeling a girl and you were starting to have second thoughts about your relationship at home, you might be able to make that call right away or right before. So yeah. those are things that don't translate to the real world. We totally get that. And then obviously there's a timeline warping here because we at home or on Twitter or people who are just following this from afar are looking at it like, oh, they just found out about this. So this just happened. Oh. Yeah. I'm just hearing that Danielle's heart was broken, so it just got broken. They don't realize that a lot of this kind of happened behind the scenes a few weeks or a month before, and they're catching up to it and judging your behavior in real time, whereas your behavior in the moment and the quote-unquote gloating and the videos isn't really happening the same day or week that Danielle is finding out about this. A lot of people, I think, filled in the blanks and thought da Danielle was finding out about this by seeing the videos. When, yeah, and that's not true. She right. knew of this... And, and I know people are like, oh, well, he was in Instagram videos with her and stuff. And it's like he had he went to Nashville like that was where his flight home was booked. He went to Nashville. He spent time with her. But, you know, sorting everything out and the fact that, you know, it was it was done like she wanted to still forgive him for everything and be with him. And he said no. But, you know, his flight was already there. And, you know, he was still not going to be he's not a dick. You know what I mean? He was going to be friendly with her and do her little videos and stuff. But he, they knew full, she knew full well in there. It was done. 
he told her before he flew down to see her and then he told her when he saw her. So it was done. She knew it was done. It was done. It was done. It was done. You're both single in New York. And that was it. So there's a weird so no, kind of PR in- element to the fact that like what you're saying about them being together in, you know, Instagram videos and this and that, which he's kind of just doing to be cordial and maybe because they have the same yeah. publicist and keep up yes. the, the presentation of it. That actually has a backlash of an effect because those work so yep. well because we do live vicariously through your guys' Instagram posts and stories and rightfully or wrongfully so. That's sort of what people judge you on. So people are mm-hmm. sitting there with a fine tooth comb and a calendar saying, well, wait a minute, Paulie and Danielle were together on this day, which was technically three days after this day that's all kind of a ruse is what you're saying because that's honestly all people have to hang their hats on when it comes to this thing yeah it is i mean you can at the end of the day when this is all out like i don't want to it's not my relationship to say a whole lot on and Polly is really he really does like say nothing but good things about her it's just she's not the right girl for him and he he knows that and he said that but like he's got nothing bad to say about her like he every you know the way that they were together like she was the perfect girl on paper for him you know and the perfect girl in general just not not really for him and you know and so he has nothing bad to say about her it's just like their relationship he he wants to go in a different direction than where he would go if he stayed with her so and he was honest about that so he'll never say a bad thing about her like he it's just like I think it's going to come with time where he's able to give kind of his his side and and where he came through I mean some relationships are just not meant to be so or they're meant to be they for end. a certain amount of time. That's it, you know? And then there's and then you're meant to be with other people for however amount of time. I no think. one deserves to get burned for it. No. Um no. how you know, I'm Lover77 wants to know how how have you learned what have you learned about yourself in dealing with all this public scrutiny? Hashtag Polygate. Um, what it is is that you're not like I said, you're never gonna please everybody. Nobody's ever gonna know the full story. People are gonna go people are going to make assumptions and, and thoughts about you based on what they, a two second clip or whatever they want to see. Nobody knows the whole story unless they live it. And it's not, I don't need to convince everybody or tell everybody my side of the story. Only a handful of people are going to listen to this podcast and hear my side. It's people are going to, people can think whatever they want to think. The only thing that matters to me at the end of the day is those who love me and how I feel. You know, when I make a mistake, I say I made a mistake and I'll learn from it. When I'm right now, I don't, I don't regret anything that's happened. I don't. I, I would have. I wish I would have handled myself better. But would I have not hooked up with Polly at all? No, because I really, I'm really connected with. Like we connected with each other, you know. And that's that. I don't. I don't regret that. I just regret. I wish I would have handled it softer for her. Right. Just to clarify, it's a pretty large handful of people going to be listening to this. I'm just kidding. Um, But so last question on this that I'm kind of just fascinated by, which is first and foremost, on behalf of the grunt guy, I want to thank you guys for choosing to sort of have this go public at the challenge store down event in New York, because that got that (laughs) listed in every single or named at least in every sort of press um, little snippet that came out that week. Um, But I will say shortly after you guys did do like a formal announcement on MTV. And then the thing that really stood out to me was the plug for the reckoning trailer where it was i think it was paulie talking to the camera and then you pop up and then marie pops up days after this news broke which to me was mtv buna murray whoever you want to slice it using this as a way to build up kind of interest in the next season so how quick did that flip happen to you where you go from this being something that you guys are keeping close to the vest as not to ruin the season and finding out i think probably officially that oh no let's run with this because to me i I, i noticed that I mean, as soon as as soon as the cast was released, we realized that we could tell our side of the story. We were we had to stay quiet 
because nobody even knew. No, it wouldn't explain, you know, how I met him or, you know, we couldn't explain anything because nobody knew that he was even on the cast. So it was like as soon as the cast was released, we were able to kind of give a little bit of our side. So we did. And when they're telling you, hey, we want to do this video to promote the trailer where Paulie's going to be talking to the camera and you're going to pop up from the ground floor, how did that make you feel? Did you think that that was exploiting it at all? No, we were just, honestly, me and Marie were just being creepers and we went to MTV to like, we wanted to see, you know, we wanted to, they, they were, I forget why they brought us there to see our cast photos or whatever. We were already in New York together. So we're like, let's just go pop in. Like, let's go say hi. So we went in, we went in and said hi. And then they're like, oh, let's do a video. And then meanwhile, one of the, one of the article, one of the MTV.com writers was like, Hey, like what's going on with you and Polly? I've been seeing about it. And I was like, Oh, I was like, well, he's in New York too. I'm like, let's get him in here. You know? Cause I don't know what I can and can't say cause it's his relationship. And so that's kind of how he came in. And then we're like, ah, let's just do it. I don't know. It's, I don't care. I had fun <laughs> with the whole video thing. It, it worked. It's really good. You guys watch the season of the final reckoning because this honestly, the, the only thing I can tell you is this is, the most I'm not being paid to say this or plugged to say this. This is the most insane season drama wise and everything else was the way everything kind of pans out and the way that things happen and storylines and who's connected with who and what's going on and who's backstabbing who who's who's banging each other who's stabbing each other in in the butt back like there's a lot going on. So what this is the most lit season of the challenge drama wise ever. Tune in to see who is stabbing each other in the back or butt, as Cara says. Yes. Um, so I think for the third and the final part of this podcast here, you know, uh, I, there's a, a bunch of questions that kind of go all over the place. Some of them kind of touch on the final reckoning, which I know you can only say so much about, but I think the way that you're kind of teasing it is will appease some of these uh, questions. So um, if you don't mind, we'll kind of work our way into this. The first question sure. comes from Marie Rhoda. What is my birthday? <laughs> August. <laughs> it is August 11th. 1980 doesn't matter. 1988. Yeah, I don't know if she wanted you to say the year, but no. But it, it's funny <laughs> that that you know you you do in fact know her birthday, which tells somebody or, or the fans at home a, a little bit about how this season plays out. Because she, you would think she also has she also has a dog. It's a King Charles. She uh, hates me because I'm entitled. I hate her. She's a fucking lunatic. She's a Leo. I'm a Taurus. She has two sisters. And her mom's name is Kathy, and her dad's name is Joe, and <laughs> and her favorite color is blue. <laughs> wow, I love wow. it. Wow. Now tell me one thing about Kayla. Exactly. What do you want to know about her? No, so that she's gets an only, a- she's an only child. She's an only <laughs> child. I think that that's literally the only thing we have in common. That's all I'll say. So Casey has a question. Were you surprised to see that Marie was your partner for the final reckoning and not say a Kayla? Dude, I had so many people that could have been my partners. I had, I could have had Tony. I could have had Johnny because me and him hate each other for 10 out of 12 seasons that we did together. Um, could have had literally just about Kayla, Cam, Cam threw two grenades at me. You know, like we should have been partners. Could have had, I mean, the list goes on of all the people that I could have, should have, would have had. Um, but no, Marie. You know, if there's one thing I got to give that girl, it's she is persistent because basically everything that we had against each other was one sided. She was the one that was, you know, talking nonstop about me on Twitter and her confessionals. Like it was just nonstop. And I basically had her on mute. So I ignored 
everything that she ever had to say about me. And I'm like, if I don't acknowledge her, I'm like, they can't pair us together. And they did. So, uh, that is my greatest challenge in challenge history. It's coming off of winning vendettas, wanting to finish off this trilogy, right? Because I had been to the, I came in second place in, uh, dirty 30 first place on vendettas. This is the third part of the trilogy. I'm like, so I wanted to, to do at least make it to a final. She's like, how do I get third place? Hi, I got, I got Marie. I got Marie. With Marie. How do I get third place with Marie? <laughs> how do I even get, get to a final with Marie? So Cara Maria Defender actually touches on that. And they say, because I still don't know if it's a guy or a girl. They say, do you think people looked at you as a threat on Final Reckoning coming off of a, a strong win on Vendettas? Or do you think people saw Marie and didn't focus on you guys or fear you guys as much as if you had to say, I mean, we're just talking about Kayla or Cam. I think we can all agree if you guys were, were partners, it would be, oh, my God, let's get these two out of here now. Um, but with Marie, did you feel like people kind of maybe, you know, didn't value you guys as a, as a squad as much? I think so. I think if I came onto the season of Final Reckoning by myself, it would be a way bigger target. Um, I think coming in with Marie has some benefits in the fact that she's aligned with the complete opposite group of people that I consider myself aligned with. Granted, she might not be anybody's number one. Which could she work. She might not be anybody's number two, three, or four, actually. But, I mean, she's still kind of associated with a group of people that I am not you know so here comes you know us making political decisions is going to be is going to be fun to watch put it that way and then in terms of just being good at challenges you know we're a girl girl team there's guy guy teams you know part of my thought process going into it is we're not going to be teammates the entire time maybe they're going to do what they did on bloodlines do a little splitsy you know what I mean? And have a guy day, have a girl day, force that, you know? So we'll leave all those th- thoughts out there because those are the thoughts in my head of what could possibly happen on the season. I'm like, this is going to be bloodlines, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. This is something I know you wanted to talk about, and this question uh, cues it up. Tiffany says, okay, this is not my personal opinion, but some challengers seem to feel you condone your fans attacking and harassing them. I think she means online. What would you say to Why? that? Why? Why? I, then they, they have no fucking clue. They've never listened to anything I've ever said then. Because anytime I've... Where are you seeing that I would condone that? If it's not something I would say myself, why do I want the people that follow me going around saying those things? It makes me look bad. I have constantly had little side meetings with these guys and been like, look, don't... Like, I don't follow everything that they're... They, they, com- they comment on everything. I don't follow all that. I don't even look at another challenger's story. I look at my own stories on Instagram on repeat. I look at my own <laughs> Twitter on repeat. I don't follow any of the other challengers and look at their shit. I just don't. I only look at myself. So what they're doing, I'm not keeping track of everything that they're writing everywhere. You know what I mean? And I do know that they are saying some mean shit. I don't condone that one iota. And I've told them multiple times, anytime you guys talk bad, about say a Kayla or Marie, I'm like, you're well, number one, you're giving them attention, which I, I ignore, which is the best way to go because the more attention you give them good or bad, you're giving them attention, which is not helping me because I want the attention, you know, and it's bad attention. And if they say bad things about people, it makes me look bad. I like when they're funny. I like when they bring receipts and tell stories and bring out facts 
I don't like when they start attacking any of my castmates in, in a bad, bad way as I've seen. And I tell them that, but I'm not there. I'm not their mothers. I can't take away their computers. I can't take away their phones and being like, you can't tweet today. I can't do that. I'm not responsible for everybody that tweets, whatever they want to tweet. No, I don't condone it. It makes me look bad. And it's not something that I would say myself about any of these people. I ignore the Kayla's I ignore, unless they have something funny to say, which I'll respond to. But mostly I just ignore everybody who's chirping and saying mean shit. You know what I mean? I just ignore that. And that's kind of, I wish that they would do more of that, ignoring them and paying attention to the good shit, bring out funny shit, bring out receipts, but they don't. And they're their own humans. I am not their mother and I can't control everything that they do. I do tell them that I don't support that though. It doesn't make me look good. Yeah. So hit the nail on the coffin right there. Yeah. That's a misconception that. that you endorse or encourage in any way that stuff. And I'll say on our end, I've noticed a bit of an improvement and, you know, maturity wise with some of the, the, the listeners and the fans and the, the people who have say a cast member's name in their Twitter handle and then, you know, fan or supporter or defender or, you know, hashtag don't say shit about com or whatever they are. I've noticed an improvement. <laughs> this stuff seems to be a little less vindictive and a little less attached. Attacking, um, on both ends. You know, we just had Kayla on last week. I, I, I noticed that the stuff that came in that regarded you was more of like a legitimate question perspective rather than, hey, I'm going to say this or slander this or these people. Right. So I do notice an right. improvement, but there still is more room for improvement there. And I just use that question as a way to tee that up because I know you were, you were looking forward to kind of addressing that because that's a misconception that you or Kayla or any of you guys fuel the fire here. I don't think any of you guys do. You can tell me if you I, disagree. I would never. I don't yeah. want, the only thing I like that they do is like when they bring out like receipts. Yeah. I think, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's funny. I'm like, damn, I'm like, they do their research, but no, I don't like when they attack cast members. Cause I'm not doing that. You know? Yeah. I want to counter program that, that kind of, you know, question and, and topic about how social media can kind of be used for bad and segue into how I think it was used for good recently. Uh, you know, on, I think it was Friday or Thursday. Um, so, um, a, cha- a challenge mania listener, a challenge maniac, Mary on Twitter was mentioning about oh, how she, yeah. she wanted to come to the Orlando event, but was feeling timid about it and said she was socially awkward. And, and yeah. obviously you were so nice to, to, to write to her and say, Hey, I'm awkward too. Come say hi to me. Let's celebrate your birthday in Orlando. Orlando on June 30th and you were super nice about it and it was just like amazing moment on Twitter that I think really shined a light on what's awesome about these events and about you guys and the connection you can have by kind of you know putting yeah. yourself out there and say I have something in common so we had a, a Cara Maria fan wrote in and said Cara how are you awkward so if you if you could if you could elaborate on that because we all saw you guys connect on this mo, uh, you know in this way using awkward as a way to describe yourselves I think people <laughs> see you as this great confident you know beacon of success uh, on TV and, and whatnot so it's smoke if, and mirrors it's yeah so you elaborate you on that. until you make it <laughs> yeah i love how um, you said that yeah first of all that was that was beautiful like all the i wish i i had it up right now so i could see who did what i know one of the listeners offered their tickets because they couldn't make it to her and was yep. like and another another listener was like i'll go with you because i wasn't gonna go and i had nobody to go with and i'm awkward and we could be awkward together and i was like this is this is I, I love this because so many of our castmates say so many negative things to each other and it's just they troll for like mean me they just mean they're mean and it's not even funny you know and to see it kind of turn around and to see people each other like you get when you're being mean on social media you're looking you're looking to get some sort of a hit some sort of a reaction back you're looking for an attention and you get that but that attention pales in comparison to the attention and the the goodness that you feel when you do something good for someone and seeing that whole exchange 
was just, I can't wait to meet them. I, I would love it if Mary would, you know, come over and be a part of the podcast, you know, and we could talk to her because like that, that's the type of, We'll bring her up. We'll I mean, she's turning up. she's turning forty that weekend. We're definitely going to sing her happy yeah. birthday. Um, Marry the challenge freak. And yeah, shouts to whoever that. Well, I'm trying to find it who it was who was nice enough to offer her the tickets, which was really cool. Someone saying, "Hey, I bought these a while ago. I can't go here. Want to give them to you?" Yeah. And, and Mary offered to pay for them. She was like, "No, it's ridiculous." And then someone swoops in and is like, "I'll go with you." And it was like you mentioned, it was just yeah. great, just showing what great can happen on social media and connecting with fellow challenge it. fans and whatnot. I love it. Um, so that was really cool. Um, Challenge camaraderie, which TV hates. As far as being weird, like that's just, I am, will always, I don't care if I win 5 million challenges or I never win another one again. Like I am always, the. I just consider myself as just the weird girl and I'm comfortable being weird and, you know, doing my own thing. And that's all. And, and that's why I really relate because there's, there's kind of something that you'll see a theme going on on these challenges is that people... I'm old enough to not put any stock into what people say anymore because I know I don't, I, I consider the source, you know, and that's what you have to do when people come at you and say shit to you. But, you know, I've had this season in particular, we'll say is big on uh, gang mentality. So feel free to watch that on the final reckoning. There's a lot of gang mentality and group behavior. Um, and I do get the, you know, from past challenges that I've done, you get the people that are in your face, like, you're weird. Everybody hates you. Nobody likes you. Like, you're just such a weird loser. Like, you know, you'll get people that say that kind of stuff. And the thing that makes me angry isn't that someone's saying that to me, because I don't put any stock in who's saying it to me, but it's the fact that there are people that will watch this person say that, and they will support that, and then they will in turn do that to other people. And, you know, that people think that's okay. And it's not I don't care that it happens to me. I want people who get it done to them to see how I react to it and see what I think of it and hopefully learn from that. And then the fact is that when people can say that, people are getting this all the time outside. Like in high school, people are getting, you know, groups of people ganging up on them. And that's what I think of when it happens to me is that it's happening to other people. And that makes me so angry because I can't help the people that it's happening to. The only thing I can do is tell them, you know, how to react to it and to not put any thought or stock into who's doing it to them. Because the people that, that go out of their way to like attack people and say, you're a loser, you're weird, nobody likes you, everybody hates you, people that do that to people have something wrong with themselves inside of them, and that's a personal problem with them. And that's, that's like, if I could hug every freaking little weirdo that has been told, like, you're a loser, nobody likes you, like, I wish I could. Because that's, that's a big problem with social media, bullying, you know, all that stuff nowadays is so big and it affects people so much that people commit suicide. People do school shootings. Like, that's the type of shit that causes such awful things in our world, you know? And so that's what hurts me when that type of stuff comes to me. It's not about me. It's about the fact that I know it's happening to other people. And I can't help everybody, you know? And I hate that. So I will always be that weirdo and I'll always stand up for the weirdos. And I want to like to show them that, you know, no matter what anybody does to you, don't put stock in that because that's their problem. It's not yours. Soldier on and you can you can do anything. You can be anything. And it's I'm proof of that. That's all. It's a great <laughs> note to end on. D, you got anything else for for Cara? I'm proud of you. Um, I'm happy how far you've gone. I appreciate that you are uh, this sort of embodiment of, you know, being a weirdo, being different. Um, and uh, doing something you've, I mean, you, you've never been at, you know, when I first met you, you weren't this like extreme athlete and you know, here you are. So uh, just, just thanks for coming on. 
thanks for uh, explaining the you know all these stories and uh, and sharing your victory, your many victories with us, and just giving us the time. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, <laughs> you know, for those people that don't already know, but this this slogan has been has been going around for a long time. But weird is definitely the new cool. So don't be afraid to be weird and different because that's kind of what 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 makes us awesome. Cheers. If you stay weird, you don't have to get weird. And you've been keeping it weird since 1986. Yes! Have you ever wanted to do your best impression of CT carrying Johnny Bananas around like a backpack on Cutthroat? Well, now you can with the M-Pack, the fully functional backpack that doubles as a weight training pack. And our girl Emily Schramm is nice enough to hook up Challenge Mania listeners with 15% off your entire order. Just go to www.thempack.com mania and enter the code mania at checkout. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Scott, who do you think I am? Leonardo Decathlon? I'm not ready to carry an M-Pack full of weights yet. I sit around listening to U&D all day and watching Vendetta's trailers. Well, M-Pack also has really cool looking gear as well. They've got soft, comfy sweatpants, a really dope hat, t-shirts, and some other gear that looks good on everyone and makes awesome gifts for the active person or challenge fan in your life. So if you want to show some love to one of the nicest challenge competitors around, Emily Schramm, and support the Challenge Mania podcast, all while scoring some sick new threads, workout gear, or backpacks in the process, go to www.thempack.com mania. And remember to use the code mania to get 15% off your whole order. Not 10%, we're talking 15% off. Anybody who cops some gear, sends DNI a picky sporting it, we'll be sure to retweet you, shout you out on the show, and show you some love. All right, there we go. Cara, as always, candid about everything, uh, including some things that are probably tough to talk about, getting called out by people on social media, but she's got a, uh, a response to all of it. Yeah, I liked how she handled, uh, you know, almost all that of course i'm a, I'm a car fan you know almost and, uh, all that what didn't you like well uh you know she she got kind of she got kind of put under fire a little bit there you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um you know it's it's tough to um you know to get out of some of these you know difficult situations you know so whether it's marie whether it's carl whether it's you know her love life with paulie whether it's the challenge as a whole whether it's the victory lap that she didn't get i mean she had to sort of, you know, still almost climb out of it. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like when our, our, our guests are put, like, you know, when the pressure's on and stuff like that. But I think she enjoyed it. I think she appreciates being able to, like, come on here and tell the full story. So, uh, you know, that, that's kind of what I mean. I, I mean, no answer is perfect. You know what I mean? So, like, it still kind of leaves, you know, some question, you know, like what's, what's next for her, you know? So, which is why, you know, she's always on these shows, on these channels, because you just never know what you're going to get with her next, whether it's Kyle, Polly, you know, it, there's just, there's so much, you know what I mean? So, um, love, loved having her on and, uh, go get you some Cara Maria gear. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad, happy. I'm glad she was able to share the victory lap. With exactly. Us, I, I, I was really just going to feel... say that happy. We could give her that because she clearly didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's my point. That's my point. Like, you know, uh, what, what, what does everyone want to listen to? They don't want to hear that Cara won the whole thing and how she feels about it. They want to know about all this other side drama going on. You know what I mean? Which is kind of something that perturbs me. You know what I mean? Being being an athlete my entire life, you know, uh, understanding what sport, what athleticism is, you know, what, uh, you know, what, what, what playing these games with like pride and dignity is. A lot of that stuff gets thrown out the window, Scott, right out the window. D- just 
throw their suitcases right out the fucking window, bro. You know, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a good metaphor. Um, if you guys want to pick up your team car gear, keeping it weird since 1986, you can go to challengemania.shop. We have free shipping there all week to commemorate her appearance on the podcast. The code is CARA8C5E61. If you're too lazy to write it down, you can just go to the website. I think it's right at the top of the site. You'll see that. Just copy and paste that when you check out. Free shipping over orders of $45. Uh, we mentioned it before Challenge Throwdown Orlando. June 30th, D and I are hosting the event, emceeing the whole deal. Come say hi to us. Tell us that you like the podcast. We'll have stickers and pins galore. And we're going to be talking to uh, some of the cast members there. Uh, you heard me tease it. I'm hoping I can uh, get Zach's opinion on the whole final. But don't hold your breath. Zach likes to keep it mysterious. We'll see. We might have to get a couple uh, cocktails in him first. Continue to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes. We really appreciate it if you give us five stars, if you think we're putting out a five-star product. Follow us on Twitter, at Shot of Jaeger, at DerekMTV. Obviously, she's at CarMariaMTV, but you don't need us to tell you that. If you appreciated hearing her on the show, let her hear it. On Instagram, I'm at Scott of Jaeger. He is at DerekMTV as well. And we have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash Podcast, and feel free to join that as well. We drop a lot of news and do a lot of contests over on that page. All right, D. Uh, let's go, man. We got a big night on Tuesday. We're pretty sure we're finding out the winner of Champs versus Stars. That should give us a lot to talk about after tonight. We got a big guest coming your way after that. And uh, we're going to try to keep the heat coming because we're going to Orlando where the heat is definitely permanently there. So, uh, D, you got anything else? Uh, that's it. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. Orlando, guess what? Challenge Mania is coming to you live on Saturday, June 30th at the Challenge Throwdown event. Wait, don't you mean before the Challenge Throwdown event? Nope. After? Nope. At the Challenge Throwdown event. Derek and I will be emceeing the entire event and we'll be bringing cast members out, introducing them to you guys and doing live interviews with them on stage throughout the day. And the best part, the ticket price remains the same. You get a Challenge Throwdown and a Challenge Mania Live for the price of one ticket. Head to challengethrowdown.com slash events or challengemania.live to go right to the ticket page today. That's Saturday, June 30th in Orlando, Florida. I'll be there. I'm coming and get some D. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.